Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. In light of all the things going on in the world, ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome Nancy Martin home. Hi, Nance. How are you? Good. How about you? Doing really well. Um, tell me a little bit of, about your story and how you got involved in, in this particular training realm. What led you to this? How, what did you feel that you thought, I got to step up and do something? Yeah. So, um, first of all, I have a, a long history for over half of my life of being in those situations myself, of being in those type, types of abusive situations of all types, you know, sexually, emotionally, physically. And so what I learned throughout my life, though, and after learning some coaching skills and also from being a dancer since I was very young, I learned how using my body was, a, was my way of gaining my confidence. And then what I did notice was when I used my body to make me more confident, that's when the abuse stopped. And so that's when I developed um, this program that I have that can show anyone how to use their body in such a way, as, as well as their moods and emotions, the way that they think, and just it changes the way you move through the world so that you don't look like the target anymore. It okay. takes that target off of your back in the first place. Okay. Now, when you're just uh, out and about, and uh, let's say you're at the mall, right? Yes. And you're just watching people. Can you mm -hmm. pick out who is more vulnerable just by watching them? I absolutely can. And, uh, and statistics show us that people that are abused in one way get, are repeatedly abused or harassed throughout their life. So chances are if you've been in an abusive situation once, you will be so more than once. It will be a repeated situation throughout your life. And so I can't help but wonder, you know, is it, it, it has to come from us on some level, right? So it's not a victim-blaming thing. It's just the realization of how you hold yourself. Absolutely, you can sit back and watch and see um, what are those different things that people are doing, who looks less, um, more confident. And someone that's looking for that, they don't want to mess with somebody that's confident. <laughs> oh, wow. And I agree with that because I think that when we do – uh, view the, just uh, we see body language experts all the time, and I know you're not that. But what does what what kind of body cues do we give off, Nancy, that we need to reconsider so that we look as though um, we are in charge? Yes. So um, I'm currently doing this back off boot camp, and so part of that is learning the body. So the B A C K from back off the B stands for hold your back tall. You want to take up as much space as you can. People that are confident are make take up space. They're big in the world. So hold your back as tall as you possibly can when you walk. The A are for your arms. Keep them long. When we bring our arms down and we're looking at our phone and we're all tucked in, that's what makes us vulnerable. But if you keep your arms long and, again, take up space with them, keep them down at the sides, keep them stretched out and longer, that 
shows that you're open to the world, and so therefore you don't feel like you're vulnerable or you have to protect yourself. Again, and the C is for keeping your chest high. Again, it's bringing all of your focus up and out, making yourself as big as you can, and keeping your knees soft. Sometimes when we're standing still, like at a bus stop or somewhere, we keep our knees locked, and that's a very vulnerable position. It can prevent us from moving quickly or, or just being able to get out of a situation. So you want to keep your knees soft when you're just standing or walking. And then the off of back off, the O is for observe your surroundings. When you go into a new situation, take a moment and really look around and see who and what is around you so that you know where you are and what the surroundings look like. The first F is for focus on where you're going. So although you want to know what your surroundings are, once you start moving, keep your focus forward. If we shift our eyes too much, it makes us look too nervous. And then the second off is face-to-face eye contact. Make eye contact with people. Be kind to people. Say hello as you're walking past them on the street. But what that also does, aside from bring our moods up and their moods up, and what it does is it lets them know that you recognize them. You see who they are, and you can describe them if you needed to later on. Okay. Now you said something that I want to move on to because a lot of us yes. have been taught in life um, to be polite. And, you know, if, if we engage people, they may engage back. And then sometimes we're kind of sorry we did that. So, <laughs> where do we know to draw the line from I'm trying to be nice to I got to get away from this person? Oh, well, that, that for me brings in your authentic self. So you need to know where those boundaries are when they are. And that's another thing that I work heavily on with my clients is finding out where exactly are your boundaries and having the confidence to use them when they come up instead of being that wishy-washy, oh, maybe I should be a little nice. Maybe I should talk to them a little longer, even though my intuition is telling me, no, get away. We, we sometimes say because we're not strong enough in our beliefs. And so that's building that. That's building your core beliefs and building your intuition to know when it's time to cut it off. Okay. What is a good way to do that so that you uh, can get away, but mm-hmm. you're not insulting or you don't uh, incur further communication? What's a good way to break it off with, with, with somebody that you just... You, you, you know, you just don't know where they're going or you don't know what they're up to. What's a good way to get away from them? Oh, I have no problem in these situations. <laughs> and, you know, the little white lie, uh, you know, can come in handy for people that don't feel comfortable just saying, hey, bye. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you can. <laughs> I have no problem with using that as a step to if it makes you feel more comfortable. And say, oh, look at the time, you know, or, oh, I'm expecting a call or whatever it is. I have no, no issues with the little white lie when it comes to situations where you feel uncomfortable and need to get away. Okay, that's good. And uh, sometimes I pretend that I have to take a phone call. That, yep. that seems to be my go-to for a lot of things where I feel like I need to go now. I just say, oh my gosh, I got to take this call. And that's the way yeah, you Yeah, having phones on vibrate come in handy that way. Don't say, oh, 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 yeah. <laughs> got to go. Phone's ringing. Right, <laughs> yeah. exactly. And <laughs> yeah. the, the other thing I want to talk to you about is we have seen um, in all phases, the entertainment field, journalism, politics, everywhere, we've seen people who now feel empowered that they can come forward. Now, Nancy, a lot of times we even hear the people that uh, sometimes contact us 
say that because there's a huge time lag between the time when something happened and somebody then talks about it, it could be, you know, years and years and years, decades, whatever. Mm -hmm. As, As somebody who works in this venue, can you try to explain to individuals why that happens to certain people where they just sort of take it all in and they don't they don't do anything for a long time. Absolutely. So, and, and again, I know this from personal experience. So what happens is if, if you're in such a state where your self-esteem is so low that you honestly, in the moment, believe this is a possibility that you could believe that other people's opinions of you are better than your own. They just know more. You will just follow what they do blindly in the moment. Even if you, your gut is telling you that it's wrong and you know it's wrong on some level, something about you is unable to stop it. And so what happens is, as we, and oftentimes you'll notice that these things are happening to younger people in the beginnings of their careers. You know what? That's, that's where, great to talk about. You're exactly right. It's it's where you are in the moment, right. and as we grow, we learn who we are. We get stronger. We become more confident, and then we realize, hey, oh my God, that was so so wrong. And not only was it wrong, but it's affected the way that I've lived my life from that moment on. My whole life has changed because of that situation. So how? And so when you oh, go ahead, go, go ahead. ahead. Well, I was just going to say, when you make that realization, you feel like. Not only do I need to do something about this, but if I just need to stop this from happening to the next generation. Now, you, you, and this is another very valid point, and I think that you're on to something here, where a lot of powerful individuals do, they prey on the young because they, because they can, because they, the other people that they might try to approach have institutional knowledge, and um, they'll be able to say, back off creep. But our young people, how, how should we be instructing them, uh, either male or female? What should we be telling mm-hmm. young people about um, those in positions of power? Because we always talk to our kids about being respectful, um, deferring right. to older right. people, et cetera. What should we be saying to them? Yes, and again, I, I fully believe, and I believe that this is of the people in power also. I fully, fully believe that it does boil down to our abilities to really tap into our authentic confidence, not ego, not this, oh, I'm in charge of you, but our confidence and our authenticity. And that's what gives us the ability to act and react authentically. Because I wholeheartedly believe that many cases, if not almost all of them, where the perpetrator themselves are also in a place of low self-confidence, and this is what they either feel that they're supposed to be doing because society tells them they're supposed to be strong, but they don't feel it, and so then they overcompensate, or whatever that is, that they need that boost of strength because they don't feel it the way they feel that they're supposed to. And so I feel if they were more confident in their core, they wouldn't be perpetrating the things that they are also. Okay, so how do we talk to uh, younger people? Because sometimes we say to younger people, oh, you're full of yourself, you don't know yet, whatever. Now, how do we strike that balance of, hey, listen, here's what you need to look out for, and if somebody is trying to leverage on you, here's what you need to do. Right. And so for me, because that's right, there's a big difference between 
the ego and real confidence. Right. And I think for some of us, we've gotten so far away from we're so in our heads and we, you know, we tell them if someone says this, you say this back. But we got away from listening to our bodies. And it's so important to foster in the young ones before they lose it, because we all had it when we were younger and we lost it. The ability to listen to our butterflies, listen to these different bodily cues. Are we breathing heavily? What what are the different things that our body is telling us? And then listen to it and react to it. When you feel those butterflies, that is your intuition telling you this is not good. And then don't talk yourself out of it. Run away if you need to. Just run away or do whatever it is that you need to do. But listen to yourself more than these verbal messages that we get because sometimes they are misconstrued, like you said. We tell people to respect their elders, but that doesn't mean no matter what, no matter what. If your gut's telling you differently, we need to tell them to listen to that too. And where should they, okay, if something is is not right and they have intuition, and I really believe in intuition very strongly, I think that even uh, police officers have told me in the past, um, if you feel that it's true, it's, it's more likely to be true than not true. Who is the person uh, that we should take that knowledge to so that we could talk to them? Because as you know in the past, and um, there have been generations where somebody has been a bad apple and mm-hmm. they've been allowed to be bad because, um, oh, nobody believes what Sally had to say or whatnot. So where should they take that if they want to be heard? And, and what should we advise our young people to do? Yeah, and, and that could be such a hard situation because in, in certain situations, it's even their own family that they feel they can't go to, right? Yep. So it's really finding that trusted person. And, you know, we hope that, you know, the guidance counselors and the people that are put in positions like that in their school are the people that they really can go to and just keep going to them and just keep talking. And if that doesn't work, you go to, you know, your your priest or your spiritual leader. Or if that, I, I think you just have to keep looking, and that's the hardest part for a child because if they keep hearing no, 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 or it's you or, oh, don't worry about it, it's, it's just so hard. So I think we as parents need to make sure that we not only keep communication open with our children, but we also introduce, we introduce people to them that they can talk to when they don't feel like they can talk to us. And, we also and again, hopefully that. it's that guidance counselor or someone in their school. Okay. And I recently, because it's, it's the thing that people do anymore. I took some uh, internet training recently for one of the jobs that I have. Um, Mm -hmm. And it it contained a lot of very, very, very good information about something called Title IX, which is Mm. that mandatory reporting to a school official uh, if something happens. And then that official is mandated to report the information, but there are certain parameters within Title IX where they can say, I'm going to protect your confidentiality as much as I can, right? Right, right. Yeah, so, yeah, and so just, I, I know it's so hard because rules like that are put in place to help, right? But then sometimes it makes it scary for the kid to be able to report. 
Yeah. Well, again, I think that if that's emphasized to kids that here are the individuals and this is mandated by federal law under Title IX, I think it helps them to understand, yeah, you know there are trusted people. Somebody wants to know how to stop repeated workplace abuse that is not sexual from higher-ups where there is no protection. So this isn't uh, sexual in nature, but it's just Mm -hmm. on-the-job harassment. Okay, and, and it almost sounds like when they say there's nothing, it, it, it's almost sounding like it's a small enough company, there's no HR department. <laughs> Am I right there? It kind of sounds, you know, because obviously that's the first place you go, but then when they said that there's nothing that they could do that way, um, I would, first of all, from a legal point of view, um, I would start documenting on paper every time everything happens. And every time that everything happens, stand up for yourself and document that as well as the reaction from it. Okay, so and, if it's happening and, and, and somebody is, is acting inappropriately, verbally mm-hmm. abusive, what is the best way to kind of uh, stave it off? Uh, I don't like the way that you talk to me, or, or what, what, what should they do? Yes, and, and so I believe highly in keeping the focus on yourself, which is what all this work is, right? It's working on yourself, not saying the rest of the world is bad. It's saying let's empower ourselves. Right. And so I believe so in the speech also. And so you talk about yourself. And you say, this type of language is inappropriate to me, and I would appreciate it if you would change it. Now, obviously, people are going to use different words than that. <laughs> That's in this, you know, in our interview, and, and that may not say, you know, whatever you feel comfortable saying. But talk about yourself and be very, very clear. And you let them know, this is degrading, and I would appreciate it if you, and I need you to stop it in order for us to have a professional relationship. And bring up professionalism and how it is affecting you, and then, therefore, how that is affecting your job. Well, I think that's very... So that's your bottom line for them. Yeah, because when they hear, it's affecting my job, then they might start to uh, pay attention and and be more aware that, yeah, this is my employee, and it's affecting their job. But I guess some people, Nancy, they feel like they just don't have anywhere to go with some of this stuff, and it's so frustrating. It is frustrating, And, and unfortunately, sometimes we get in these situations where that's that's where we are, right? If it is a small enough company where they don't have an HR department for you to report to, if the, you know, the person that you would normally report to is the person doing something about it, or they are the highest up in the company because there's only three people there, um, that's when it gets difficult. And quite frankly, that's when, that's when it, the, the job search starts for somewhere else while you're trying to temper the situation there, in my opinion. You know, you're so right on that, too, is that that's when maybe that's your cue to get out of there, and I think that there's nothing wrong with that either. Nancy Martin is an abuse prevention expert. Her website is nancymartincoaching.com. You can find her on Facebook, Nancy Martin Coaching, and I guess if they want to check out to your back off boot camp, you can then direct them to the proper channels for that, right? Yep, that's all on the website. All right, and do you get home for, for, for to Nanny Coke very often? Are you in the area? I'll be there for Christmas. How about it? Nanny Coke yeah. at Christmas. It, it's like, uh, it's a wonderful life, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Nancy. It was great to talk to you today. We really appreciate your help. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.